What's up guys, my name is Cameron and welcome back to another episode of the Red Devil Roundup. Uh, today we're going to be looking forward to United's upcoming fixture away to Wolverhampton Wanderers in the Premier League. And we're also going to be looking at the transfer market, uh, I guess United's comings and goings, who we can expect to bring in, and also uh, a surprise transfer that has a lot of United fans ropeable at the moment. So look, we're going into that, um, but yeah, let's just get into it. So United this weekend have got Wolverhampton Wanderers away. Uh, in the Premier League. And after our performance against Southampton and that one all draw, I'm not as confident as I imagined I would be. Um, I th- I'll be honest, I genuinely thought we'd beat Southampton somewhat comfortably and we'd just come flying to this game and make light work of it. It's how it looked after the Leeds game. I thought we'd take that with us. Evidently, we haven't. Ollie got the selection wrong, the tactics were wrong, and the performances were just subpar by pretty much by most of the players out there. So... I guess I've kind of reevaluated my thoughts on this game. And uh, am I worried? No. Am I confident? Eh, a little. I wouldn't say confident. I think we should do the job. But man, like after watching that Southampton game, I genuinely just cannot tell anymore. Because um, we've been pretty un- unpredictable in opening two games. So, look, I think Ollie's going to have to change his selection. He's going to have to change his tactics. <clears throat> and... I'll get into a predicted lineup, but I just think the way he played two really deep-lying midfielders with Fred and, um, Fred and Matic uh, just wasn't good enough. It didn't work. It invited way too much pressure. And even then, like, the whole point of having those two there should have been to completely, like, rebound any danger. But somehow, Southampton still carved us up through the middle. So, yeah, I think he's going to have to look to change that entirely. And I think he will. And, yeah, so I guess I'll do my predicted lineup, and you'll see who I would have alternatively. So, in goals, I would have David De Gea. He's played well in the opening two games. Should have had two clean sheets. Not his fault, but you can't take him out. He's done very, very well. Uh, right back, Wambasaka. Uh, again, solid, brilliant right back. Goal is nothing of his doing. And I actually think he played all right against um, Southampton um, compared to most of the rest of the squad anyway. Um, he got forward well, created a couple chances, linked linked up well with Jaden Sancho um, when he came on. So <clears throat> I'd have Wambasaka right back. I would have Rafael Varane and Harry Maguire as our centre-backs without a doubt in my mind. Um, Maguire's captain, so obviously he's always going to play, and he's one of those players that demands to play every minute of football, so he'll be out there. And I think Lindelof played well against Leeds, so obviously I don't think Oli needed to drop him for the Southampton game. But again, we'll subpar defensively, we'll subpar in the midfield, and I think changes need to be made, and I think why not bring in Rafael Varane? He paid 37 mil for him. The man's won four Champions Leagues. He's a serial winner. I mean, the guy wins finals like there's no tomorrow. He's played in 14 and won them all. Um, obviously, this game's not a final, but someone that obviously is composed at the back and can grind out results when need be, I think now's the time to just get him in there, get him settled, and start you know solidifying our back four. Um, and then I'd have Luke Shaw at left back. And I think if Oli plays that back four, then we could be... Could be good. Defensively, I think it's very solid and we should do the job. So in the midfield, I would take out Fred and Matic entirely. They were both subpar, in my opinion, against Southampton. Uh, Distribution was poor on both ends. They didn't defend as well as they should have. We didn't look solid defensively as we should have. I would have thought with those two, we'd always have somebody just sweeping in front of the back four, pretty much cleaning up. And in terms of that, we then catch them on the counter-attack, and we should not concede, and we did. So it didn't work. And if it was up to me, I'd play more attacking. So I'd bring in McTominay for Fred and Donny van der Beek for Matic as our deep-lying midfielders. Both more attacking-minded than Fred and uh, Matic, but at the end of the day, defensively, we didn't look well anyway. We didn't look good in the midfield anyway, so you may as well take that gamble and try and create more chances and give Donny van der Beek the minutes he deserves. Um, he's a good young player. He's talented, and he deserves to be playing. And I'm sorry, after that performance from Fred uh, Matic on the weekend, 
there is no excuse not to play him. Like, I'm sorry, I can't watch two players perform like that and then have Donny van der Beek still sitting on the bench with no opportunities to actually start games, especially in the Premier League. So, look, get him in there, get some minutes to him early in the season and maybe let him settle. Maybe he's the solution we need at centre mid, but I guess we'll see. But that's what I'd do. I'd have Bruno at 10, speak for itself. Uh, Pogba on the left again, another good assist. So that's five and two games. Played really well. Uh, definitely one of our standout performances, uh, standout performers. Um, and assisted Mason Greenwood's goal as well. So look, I'd have him out there as well because he's looking pretty settled at left mid. I'd put Greenwood back in the middle at striker. Martial was poor and Greenwood was good, but I think he looks more settled at number nine than he does out at right mid. And then I'd put Jaden Sancho on the right. He paid 70 mil for him. He's a natural right winger. Get him out there. Get him out there. Get him running at players. Get him on the ball. Get him confident. Uh, get him creating chances and get him settling into the squad. And the quicker you can do that, the more it will suit us. Because if you can get him linking, uh, bouncing off the likes of Mason Greenwood and then Pogba on the other side with Bruno coming in through the middle, I think we'd look good. And at the end of the day, I think we would bombard our opponents going forward. So at the end of the day, yeah, maybe McTominay and Donny will go a bit further forward than the likes of Matic and Fred. But I think we'll create a lot more chances and it'll probably benefit the team more uh, as opposed to that deep line lineup that we had. So that's what I'd do. Um, but yeah, so that's my predicted lineup. Um, on top of this, we've drawn West Ham in the third round of the Carabao Cup. Uh, which is honestly rough. The top of the Premier League, I mean, we're only two games in, but look, they've started really well. They've scored seven or eight goals in their opening two games. Um, and West Ham look good. They're not a team that you can take lightly. So I think we'll have to bring... That's whether Oli's going to actually care about it or just, you know, it's a bogey tournament anyway. So just throwing, you know, a weekend lineup and just run the gauntlet, you know, take the gamble. If we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. Otherwise, I think you can't just be throwing in the academy kids. Um but, I mean, we have a lot of squad depth this year, so, you know, you will be able to give a lot of players minutes in games like that. I think you'll probably see the likes of Martial and Van der Beek and all them, assuming he hasn't turned Donny into our starting centre mid um, between now and the 20th of September. But, look, it's a cup game to look forward to. Uh, pretty tough draw, but, look, it should be exciting anyway. So, 20th of September, we have got West Ham in the third round of the Carabao Cup. Now, I'm going to look at the transfer window, and we'll start with our... I guess, our potential signings that we're linked with. So, again, the three midfielders, central midfielders of Saul Niguez, Eduardo Camavinga, and Ruben Neves. At the moment, well, it chops and changes every week, but at the moment, we seem most heavily linked with Camavinga. Um, Renz have made it pretty clear they are willing to sell him this window because they won't be able to get anything from next year if he leaves on a free, whereas they can still get 25 to 30 mil now. Um, and I think United are pretty interested in that idea. Uh, we've been linked to them very heavily. And it's obviously changed week in, week out. One week we're linked with Camavinga, one week we're linked with Saul, one week we're linked with Neves. Um, but so I've read, apparently, Camavinga's priority number one, Saul number two, and Neves number three. But Saul's also linked with Chelsea at the moment. And the way they're playing, with Thomas Tuchel on top, and then the Champions of Europe, that's a project players would want to get on board with. So I would not be surprised if Saul, you know, gets in contact, or Chelsea get in contact with him, well, they already have, and agree terms and make the transfer because um, apparently he's not staying at Atletico anyway so I believe Chelsea would be very very appealing to a player like him um, otherwise I still think it could happen but I think we're going to go for Camavinga um, I would like Neves I think because he's you know experienced in the Premier League he operates well as a CDM which I think we need more than a box to box um, he'd be a promising prospect for our midfield but otherwise I would be very content with Eduardo Camavinga and I believe that's what we will end up doing I think in the next seven days, we'll get in contact with him. We'll arrange a fee of like 20, probably closer to 30 mil uh, with Ren. And yeah, make that transfer happen. And look, if we can turn him into a CDM or at least operate as more defensive-minded box-to-box midfielder so we can rotate with the lights of Fred, McTominay, Donny, if he gets to play, then 
I think it's a good bit of business. I genuinely think it's a great bit of business. Um, a player at his age of 18 or 19, you can't really lose money on him anyway. Give him a couple of years. If we sign him on a four or five year contract, if you give him a couple of years, he could still sell him for the same price, if not plenty more, um, based on his Premier League experience. So I think just get him, get him in, do it. Because um, I don't think Sol's the answer just because he's a box-to-box and I don't think he'd work as a deep line midfielder for us in the Premier League. So yeah, Camavinga on Evers, but I think Camavinga will happen and I hope it does. And look, today we're going to finish off with a really surprising piece of information that kind of, not leaked, but kind of surfaced yesterday morning um, and the rumors are starting to heat up. So Cristiano Ronaldo has been linked with a move to Manchester City. And I mean, I've seen a lot of United fans thinking, I don't know how to feel about this. I do. And I'm pissed. I don't think it's a good piece of business for Ronaldo. Look, Man City, obviously, yeah. You make the money back in merchandise alone. At the end of the day, his name in marketing terms will just make you so much money. Not that they need it. But if I was Ronaldo, I know he thinks in terms of trophies and accolades and success because he's so hungry and driven to be the best at everything. But I think he just needs to stop and think about it. He spent six years at United from 2002 uh, till 2009. And... To go and join United's rivals after the career that he had with us, after the way that fans worship, worshipped and still do worship him, um, he was a cold hero. And when you talk about that generation from like 06 to 09 when we won three Premier Leagues on the bounce, a Champions League, uh, and I think Club World Cup as well, he was the focal point of that team. He was like he was the king of that team. At the end of the day, he was the man. 42 goals in 07-08 from right midfield in a 4-4-2 is no easy feat. And that's when he first kind of showed his attacking prowess to become a goal-scoring machine that he is now. And the relationship he has with the United fans, the way he ha- the relationship he has with the United's players or the ex-players and the people that he was with, Sir Alex Ferguson, I think this would be a shocking decision. Because at the end of the day, he goes to Man City and he torches his reputation um, as a United legend. And that's only to try and win things with Man City. But if he was to go there... Because look, let's be honest, City will probably win the Premier League anyway. They're certainly the favourites. And Guardiola is a serial winner when it comes to league titles. So even in the next couple of years, yeah, I reckon they'll win more leagues. But if he goes there and they can only win a couple more league titles, so to continue what they're doing at the moment, no Champions League, no Ballon d'Or, then at the end of the day, he'll see that as a failure the same way he has kind of looked at his Juventus career as underwhelming. And if you do that, and then you also torch your relationship or your legend status at Manchester United... It was a bad decision. It's a very, very bad decision. He's been linked with PSG as well, but they don't, apparently they don't want to uh, cough up the money for him, understandably, 36. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it. I think it's a bad decision and a bad idea for him and his agent to uh, get involved with it. Because even now, he's already pissing off a lot of United fans. I've seen a lot of tweets out there saying, you know, Rooney's a better United legend than Ronaldo. Uh, you know, Ronaldo's dead to me, or, you know, I can't believe Ronaldo would do this. Um, and a lot of United fans are pretty peeved about it. I mean, I'm annoyed about it already, and it's just in like the early stages of a rumor. But look, when you got Fabrizio Romano tweeting it, there's clearly something in it, because he doesn't tweet willy-nilly um, to try and create drama or gossip. He would not tweet that unless he believed there was a chance that Ronaldo was actually intrigued by Manchester City. Um, I just don't think he should do it. I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a bad bit of business. And it, yeah, maybe he goes there, and maybe they win the Champions League, and maybe he wins a Ballon d'Or, but at what cost as well? Don't ruin your relationship with the United fans, which was such a big part of your career, a place where you're worshipped, and a place which, to which you are still so grateful for the experiences um, and the success, the success that you achieved around that team. 
Um, I mean, look, I hope Sir Alex Ferguson's on the phone. <laughs> Get in touch with him ASAP and stop it from happening. But if it does, then look, United fans are not going to be happy and it'll be really, really disappointing. So I hope, look, it breaks down and, I don't know, opts out of such a move, but only time will tell. But anyway, it's a bit of a sound note to finish on, but that's been me today. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers.